This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. I'm Philip C and this is The Breakfast Grill. On, our guest today is no stranger to the banking industry. Taking on the helm at Alliance Bank is the newly appointed CEO, Kelly Kam, as we ask him about his plans for the bank since he took over just last year. Welcome, Kenny, to the studio. Hey, Philip. Thank you for having me here. Just close to six months, you've launched a new strategy, Accelerate 2027. And I get it, you know, every new CEO wants to lay out their strategic imperatives. I just want to get a sense and understand how and why you framed it around these eight strategies. You know, you know, Philip. I, I think every time there's a you know there's a, there's a change in CEO, it always gives you know someone a new perspective of uh, of, uh, of of what you've you've been right. So it's it's, it's always say that you know someone fresh coming in, working with uh, guys uh, in the mix will mm. you know, will you know, give you a good opportunity to look at resetting, refreshing, and that's what we did. So you know we basically took an uh, outside in approach. Um, you know, very much like BFM, right? totally bias free, right? Objective driven. Took a look at um, you know at what we've been doing over the last five years. Took a look at uh, various uh, market trends, where the economy is going, and and you know define the gaps and opportunities that was available uh, for our business. Mm. Uh, and in, in in that light, we we came up with uh, eight key pillars that will uh, that will drive uh, Alliance Bank's growth. Uh, for the next uh, next five years. But you know, your critics will say that this is really nothing new. I mean, we all want to build moats around our cash cows, which is in this case here, your SME business. We want to pursue new profitable market segments. Of course, we want to drive synergies and leverage partnerships. So, you know, fundamentally, what is different about this strategy compared to other bank strategies? Because I could slap a different bank sticker and it won't really look very different, right? Uh, absolutely. And I always say that it comes to a point, right, where... Uh, because you know, if you follow you follow a set of logic based on information and facts, you'll, you'll, you know, if you're doing it right yeah. and you're looking at it with a logical mind, uh, you will tend to get to the right, to the same places, right? And, and once you get, and, and this is this is applicable to to you know any industry that we can uh, that we can pick up, right? Um, so the, the question here is not so much in terms of how fancy you get. And in fact, you know, I, I would I would like to think that uh, in Alliance Bank we want to keep things simple. Yeah, uh, and make the difference in execution, right? And and the the mindset we kind of put on is uh, to create value, you've got to be off value, and and you know that's the kind of mindset that we 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 did. The the difference in in the the eight pillars uh, really will be in the execution mm. and in the sharper focus that we believe that uh, given the bank our size and our uh, agility, we can uh, we can get to. Close to six months in, where are the execution gaps then? It, it you know six months is a short time you know and, and, and in Malaysia I'm, I'm reminded uh, how short uh, <laughs> December and January uh, is right between uh, between Christmas uh, Chinese New Year and, you know, I, I think we've we've lost a good three four weeks of uh, of time I, I think the first priority really you know as I came in my, my first message to the team um, you know as well as the board you know was was you know three priorities right uh, make sure business as usual momentum doesn't die off right continue that. Look for opportunities to create a growth path, um, you know, for for the business near term. But the third piece of it is, is and that's where Accelerate comes in, uh, look at where the longer term, um, you know, growth uh, is going to be from. But importantly, find a place for Alliance Bank, right? Develop competitive advantages mm. that will outlive, um, you know, the 12-month the business plan or the 36-month uh, mid-term goals. But 
develop a plan that will set us for the next uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 years in terms of developing those competencies. And developing that place where Alliance Bank is relevant, I want to you know, pick on your history, especially when you were previously at RHB. You held a thriving investment banking business there. Mm. And when you came to Alliance Bank and you saw what has happened with the investment banking business here, with the divestment of Philips Capital, and I think with this plan now to integrate uh, with the Islamic banking, do you think we've left money in the table in terms of pursuing and building the investment banking franchise in Alliance Bank? Because, you know, if you look at the Accelerate, very clear strategies, right, pushing the retail side, getting the SMEs going. But is there a missed opportunity with respect to investment banking, considering your experience before at RHB? Well, you know, it, you know just, to, just to quickly run through Accelerate, um, you know, and, and again, there, there are eight, eight key pillars, right? So, you know, the first pillar, I mean, just to reinforce the fact that, you know, over the last uh, five years, we've, we've done very well, right? So we've, we've, we've set ourselves up to be the preferred bank of uh, business owners, right? And then and, and you saw that uh, that SME business for us has, has thrived, right? We went from something like 3.5% market share to, to close to 5% uh, in the space of four years. That remains a core part of the pillar. Now, I'm sure we'll touch upon the rest in a while, but just to just to you know focus on the pillars that um, you know that that to specifically address your question, mm. uh, pillar six and seven, right? And, and this is how often I look at it that I can actually remember which which well pillar done. it is. Um, so you see, pillar six really is about integrating our corporate and investment bank, tying them up a little bit closer. Uh, and pillar seven is is about driving you know our Islamic bank and capital markets business. Mm. Why why Islamic bank? We we sold our broking business as you know to Philips Capital. Um, and and we've we've transferred effectively our capital markets team, right? So we haven't lost the capabilities, uh, but we just do it out of our Islamic bank now. So our Islamic banking license allows us, you know, ECM, DCM, CF capabilities. Uh, so it's, it, you know, it, it's not that we've lost the capabilities; it's just housed in a different place. And and you know, in that sense, it does provide us opportunities to continue to leverage those capabilities. And I think the expectation is that the Islamic banking business should contribute about 30% of the business by 2027. Correct. And a large chunk of your business, of course, is your SME banking business. I mean, as you said, right, it's really grown from strength to strength. Market share has really expanded so much. So what is the trajectory? Because I see the terminology being about velocity, but are we seeing deceleration? Are we going to move as fast as we were in the past five to 10 years? Or is it the situation where it's hitting a point where compared are just trying to, you know, trying to take more market share, but it just comes to the point where it's too expensive to buy market share already. Yeah, no, I think the one thing that, that I hope differentiates uh, Alliance Bank from, from our competitors is, you know, we always say competitive advantages, right? Mm. No absolute ones, right? It's comparative advantages and, and you can't be, you can't win in every, in every area, right? So the question here is, is pick your areas that you want to win in um, and, and then be better in those areas than everybody else, right? Um, so, you know, for us, for us at Alliance Bank, it really is about knowing your customers, so being there for them. Uh, but importantly, and this, this is the feedback as well, uh, and, and again from my previous time in, in different institutions, speed matters. Mm. Um, whether you say yes, whether you say no, speed matters. Um, so speed is, I think, the one thing that's helped uh, define our competitive advantage in, in the SME business. Uh, we, 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 you know, no, no, there's no roundabout way to it, right? Feed on the ground, meet your customers, speak to them, be there for them. Um, and then... Be responsive. 
I like the point about speed because I think this is always the criticism, you know, lobbed in at Alliance Bank that you're small. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why for you, agility is very key. And I think that that runs to your advantage, right? But at the same time, if you want to grow the business, and I think in Accelerate 27, there are many new segments you want to target and drive. You want to move to corporate banking. You want to target these Henry's, these high mm-hmm. earners, not rich yet segment. You want to push into specific corridors in Penang and East Malaysia. These are crowded spaces, though. I know you say that, you know, these are specific segments that you want to target but honestly many banks also want to target the same segments that you in this Accelerate 2027 also want to target Absolutely and and, you know it goes back to what we spoke about right uh, with the with the SME mindset, the challenger mindset, it's the same thing. When 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 I guess when I had a chat with the team and I took a look at the trajectory, same mindset. The SME business again, if you just follow if you just follow the logic of it, right, more than ninety percent of uh, you know corporations in Malaysia are SME. Mm. Growth driver of the the economy, so everybody is is really looking at the SME sector very very closely, right? Uh, but following that that same mindset that we spoke about, right? Focus in uh, in the communities that we believe we can win in, be faster than everybody else, and provide better service than everybody else in that selected segment. And let's deep dive on this challenger segment. Do you position Alliance Bank as the second bank, the alternative bank for many of these customers you have? They have the big accounts with mm-hmm. Public, Maybank, CIMB and such, but they also should have the second alternative account with you where you're more agile and responsive to their needs. Is that how you position Alliance Bank relative to all the behemoths here in Malaysia then? I think we, you know, if, if you go back to what I started off saying, right, you know, to, to create value, you've got to be of value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think we, we don't go in the mindset with, uh, with okay, look, this is how much, uh, you know, wallet share we want. This is how much we want to make. This is, uh, we want to be their primary bank, second bank, third bank. I think we go in from the perspective of, okay, if we pick a certain community to, to, to play in, to win at, how can we provide additional value in that space? above and beyond what they're already enjoying with the other banks, right? Uh, you know, I always go back to, you, you can't be faster, you know, better, closer to your customers and price the cheapest because, you know, that, that's not going to be a very sustainable model. So you, you won't see Alliance, you know, all, you know, giving the best rates all the time. Uh, but, you know, we hope to be relevant to, you know, the, the customers. So let's give an example. Mm. Henry's, this segment, right, the high earners, not rich yet. What is the specific value that Alliance Bank will offer to this segment that will become at a cost? Because mm. these are segments where the cost of acquisition is high, the cost of retention perhaps even higher. Mm-hmm. What is the solution and services that you will offer that will make you distinctive versus other banks then no, for that segment? That, that's very very early in the in the strategy to be speaking to you about. I mean, I mean clearly it, it's stuff that we are we are uh, developing. Um, you know, can't can't detail the entire. It won't be involve crypto investments then. No, no, no. I, I think I think crypto is, has got its place in the world, and its place in the world is not a bank offering it to Hendrys. Um, but you know, it's a combination of of understanding what drives them, what their behaviors are, what pain points they have. And, and you know, we've all been there, right, Hendrix? And, and you know, I'll just speak about the pain points and maybe then, you know, retrospectively you can work out how we're gonna address mm. some of these things, right? So Hendrix are not a specific person, right? I've been, I've been asked who's this Hendrix, right? But, you know, it's, it's high earners, not rich yet, yes. right? So these are the, these are these are folks who are starting off in life. They they've they've slogged in university, they've come up with a good degree, they've uh, professionally qualified, right? But you know, we've all been there. When you first start off work, uh, your bank account is, is strained by by a variety of things, um, but eventually, if you and, and if you you follow data, you know that certain 
um, you know, profession segments, qualifications get to a certain point, right? So, yeah. so high earners not yet rich, not not rich yet. Um, and the, the early years, you are, you know, I would say banking is actually not not difficult. There are four things you generally need: you, you need cash, you know, you have cash that you need to invest, you need advice, or you need risk to be managed, right? Mm. So, in the early early years, you you generally tend to to need cash, right? Whether it's your house, your car, so on and so forth. But the issue you have coming out fresh is is you don't have a high track record of 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 uh, credit, right? So, you know, I think that, that's that's one one area that we're looking at. The second part is how they interface with banks, right? Hendry's traditionally uh, don't like to come into branches. They don't open their account with, with lengthy processes, so on and so forth. So it's about then simplifying the onboarding process, uh, but also getting to a stage where uh, they won't need to even come into a branch to get stuff mm-hmm. done, right? And the third thing is they they like they live their life digitally, right? So you know a large portion of the value proposition for us there will will uh, will likely be be digital in nature. And we're going to talk about the propositions and the challenges as we enter the digital space. But we're going to take a short break. And up next, we ask Kelly how Alliance Bank will perform in this challenging microeconomic environment of 2023. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. Welcome back. In the studio with me today is Kelly Kam, newly minted CEO of Alliance Bank, as he shares his strategic shift for Alliance Bank. You know, I guess, Kelly, this plan really requires agility, this Accelerate 2027 plan, because we're going to enter into choppy waters now. What's your prognosis of our economy in 2023? Oh, you know, you know that, that's always a, a, a big question. I, I, you know, especially especially going into twenty twenty three, I always find that that uh, that the, the years coming out of uh, of of, a, of, a, of the pandemic a little bit a little bit hard to predict, right? Volatility mm. is is I think key to this. And you start off by saying agility is key, right? And part of uh, part of needing to be agile is is you can have a plan, but but we've seen how volatile markets have been. Um, I mean, long and short of it, we, we've had a as in Malaysia a pretty strong uh, 2022. Uh, we do expect Malaysia to continue to grow. Um, recovery has been uneven, so you see in certain sectors we've we've done pretty well. Uh, we we do expect you know in house you know four to four and a half percent GDP growth in 2023. So we're still growing, right? But yeah. but you got you got to remember it's, it's on the back of a pretty strong 2022. Yeah, that's why, you know, it's very interesting looking at 2022 numbers and looking at the goals for 2027, they aren't very far off, you know. Mm. So initially the thought was, okay, there isn't much ambition to the 2027 end state, but perhaps 2022 isn't the right baseline. I wonder when you think about the imperatives of the Accelerate 2027 plan, is it more that if we continue where we were status quo, the numbers would just deteriorate further then? I think that, that's that's correct. Um, you know, I, I, we did speak about, you know, if you take a look outside in, did a diagnosis and, you know, Numbers don't lie, right? So that, I've always been very comfortable with numbers. You, you listen to folks, but uh, at the end of the day, numbers are the greatest arbitrate of, of truth, right? Yeah. And, and anyway, look, SMEs, we were doing very, very well. But if I broke down the businesses into what was happening in, in our consumer business as well as our corporate business, uh, we, we, were, we were losing market share, right? We were lagging. And when, when we then take a, took a deep dive look into it, we had the capabilities, we had the opportunities um, so it's just a matter of uh, building a strategy around uh, re-energizing the business rather than recreating uh, something we never had. Mm. But growth comes at risk, right? And also asset quality. If you look at your asset quality, gross impact loan ratios have steadily trended downwards 23 to 1.8%. But you still have about 4% loans under repayment assistance. I think it's a repercussion of the pandemic, you know. 
with your strategy going forward to basically target these higher risk profiles, coupled by the fact that we're going to enter very tough economic environments where wages are not going to rise commensurate to the cost of living, are we going to see greater impairment in 2023 then? Uh, we don't think so. Um, you know, in fact, the, the opposite is, is true, Laura. I mean, if you take a look at our credit cost uh, 2022, uh, 2021, uh, we were looking at something like 48 basis points, right? Charge off ratios, right? Credit charge. You know, we've, we've guided the market. You know, we're coming at 35 to 40 um, for, for latest financial year. And we're probably going to maintain that going into, if not a little bit lower mm. in, in the year after. We actually believe the economy is getting better, not worse. Uh, and like I say, although it's been a little bit uneven, uh, we do expect the, the economic environment to be quite supportive of growth. You know, and, and central bank, you know, especially with the pausing of uh, interest rate rise in, in, in January, and to be fair, we got, you know, we, we, we got it wrong ourselves, um, it does seem to, to show that the focus is towards growth rather than, uh, than continued taming of the inflation. The debate is whether you can outpace industry growth, isn't it? I mean, the plan for you is to achieve above industry loan growth about 8 to 10%. Analysts don't quite think you can pull it off. You know, many are forecasting 6 to 7%. How are you going to outgrow the industry? Uh, again, if you then break down the loan growth trajectory right now, SME commercial business is already doing double digits. You know, we're sure. doing something at 9.8, 10, 10 plus percent. The, the, the challenge for us has been our consumer business over the last four years has really just been growing sub 2%. Why has it been so underperforming the consumer business? I think it's 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 it. It was a choice, right? The choice was was given the nature of the economy back then. Um, it was felt that um, that uh, there was some de-emphasis, I would say, sure. in in, uh, in in the in the mortgage and and property areas of of loans. So you see that that's the area where where the the loan growth has has actually significantly slowed, right? And, yeah. and you know, in any developing market, the retail space, mortgages, property, that is going to be a, a, the largest part of consumer growth, right? So that, that's an area that uh, that has been de-emphasized uh, for, for multiple reasons, right? So that, that's an area that I believe that represents an opportunity for us to be off value, right? But like, the biggest challenge is we're entering 2023 where mortgages and property loan growth is under so much pressure. Mm-hmm. Is this strategy the right time? I mean, it's the right strategy for the midterm, but is it the right strategy for 2023 though? I think it's it's got pockets of growth, right? So again, if you take a look at uh, at uh, you know, not to get to too many details, right? But if you then split down uh, performance of uh, of of growth by region, by area, and by uh, segments, right? Under three hundred thousand, under five hundred thousand, under seven hundred thousand, over a million, you'd see actually the 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 property market under seven fifty thousand has actually been performing very well, mm. both from a growth perspective as well as from a impacts loans ratio perspective. I, I guess that's how we've kind of approached our own strategy. Uh, being a, a, a you know a, a less sizable bank, it, it you can't you can't take broad brush approach to how you you tackle the market. You, you've got to really sharpen the pencil, and that's what we've done. We've gotten very very granular to where we get to. So really being sub segmental in terms of the broader space, and the question then is with these really over emphasis on these areas, you can outgrow the market then. Yeah. You know, this is the question that I think you're going to be asked so many times about Alliance Bank, which is sale, sky size and scale of Alliance Bank. I mean, one of the smallest banks here in the region. Of course, pros and cons with it, of course. You know, but the proof in, it's in the pudding isn't, isn't big, beautiful. I mean, big gives you economies of scale so you can lower your cost of margins. Big gives you brand recognition so that you need to work less to acquire customers. But small is also, you know, can can be very attractive. I'm trying to pick the right words, right? But... <laughs> 
but but you know you know if you take a look at um, you, you, know, you, you take you take you take what you just said in terms of all right big beautiful scale but you should be able to price better you should be able to have better yeah. margins but you know if I just take a look at this two met, you know, three metrics all right net interest margins you see that Alliance Bank is actually um, you know one of the highest if not the highest in the in the industry uh, in terms of current account savings account we were one of the highest in the industry and when you take a look at net promoter score, right? The NPS survey that, that central bank does publicly, you know, we, we, we regularly end up top one or two. So the, the question here is, like, you know, from an alliance bank perspective, you don't need to win everywhere. You got to win in areas that matter, right? So small compared to some of the local, larger local banks. But if you take a look at this operationally against some of the other banks that operate in the segments we operate in, uh, we suddenly operationally don't look that small, right? We've got 79 branches spread throughout the areas that we want to be in. And if you take a look at some of our direct, uh, you know, segment competitors, I would say, they, you'd find that we're not too far off, right? Yeah, you're not too far off. I mean, the numbers speak for itself. Look, it's relatively decent return on equity that's above industry average. But the concern is markets don't quite love you. I mean, if you compare and contrast it with the PE ratios and look at where the stock has been performing versus many of the peers are up 15%, AMMB up 25%, you know, you're up about 4%. Why mm-hmm. is the sentiment of market not correlated to your performance of the business? I think we have a hypothesis. Um, Which is? And the hypothesis is, I knew you'd ask that, but, uh, you know, the, the, the hypothesis really is, is uh, we've been talking about what, what we hope to do well, right? But, you know, Accelerate 28, yeah, Accelerate 8, 27 is, is really also about addressing the areas we're not doing well, right? So, like I said, sub, sub, substandard growth in uh, consumer and corporate. Um, you know, the, the field that we've lost the ability to deliver investment banking capabilities, mm-hmm. Uh, the field that, uh, and, you know, and rightly so, we've, we've underperformed when it comes to the non-interest income. So we've done very well on the interest income side. But if you, you, know, you take a look at the ratios on non-interest income, not so great. Right? We were doing something like 9%, markets closer to 15 16% uh, of total revenue. Um, and it's been, it's been choppy. It's been choppy. So if you take mm-hmm. a look at our performance over the last five years, it's been, it's been choppy, right? We, we've, 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 we've had good years, great years, bad years, extremely bad years, good years. Is that the marching orders from your shareholders from Singapore, Fullerton to Marsing? I think I think the the process of my appointment really was was locally board driven, right? So the mm. you know we have a very professional board, um, independent of our shareholders, um, and and the key for us is you know um, what, what I started off saying, right? Create value by being of value. So I, I think the imperative is to create value. That's how you build a sustainable business. Investors begin to like us and we're then able to deliver more in, back into the community. So it is about creating value for all shareholders. And as we conclude, uh, a question perhaps quite apt as you start your new role, Bridget Lai, Sung Siowa, Joel Conright, yourself, all outsiders, will your successor be an insider? That, that's the that's the aim. That that's the aim. And you know, if you know, in my my previous place, you know, I, I used to say to the team, right, to to build a organization for the long term, you've got to have uh, a culture that that you know continues post uh, any change in leadership. And the only way you can have that if, if succession is is driven internally. So the idea here is, yeah, over the long term, is to build uh, the capabilities internally. Let's see, after four years. Thanks, Kelly, for joining us today on The Breakfast Grill. Kelly Kum, Alliance Bank's new CEO, as he helps us unpack his Accelerate 2027 strategy to take Alliance Bank to the next level. I'm Phil C, BFM 89.9. The BFM Breakfast Grill is brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. 
You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.